We want to welcome everyone back to BMB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And we got another to be favorite for you all tonight. But before oh, we get okay. into all of that, my name is Ben to my right. Hey, y'all. It's me. It's your girl, Nada. Ooh, child. I, look, I'm riding around in the beginning. We let Betty we pick go. this Here week. Here we go. Here we we go. let <laughs> Betty pick this week, y'all. No, Stay you tuned. can't even. You can't. <laughs> to my right, who we got? <laughs> hey, y'all, what up, though? It's your girl, Betty, 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 y'all. What up, though? Again. Um, now that, why you messing my I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to get the bullshit out the way, okay? <laughs> yeah, so the movie that we watched was called No Better Love. It was released in 2022, and it was directed by author Muhammad, starring Carly Red, Dennis L.A. White. Diamond Simons, Simmons James, Amanda May Emery, Abiza Lopez, and Alexandria Lewis. I'm sorry, Abe Lopez and Alexandria Lewis. And this was a story about a love triangle turns deadly when a street savvy hustler finds herself at the crossroads between her drug dealing boyfriend and a better life. And since Nada has already said it, Betty, why did you pick this movie? What inspired you to say, hey, Y'all watch this. I really feel like, first of all, y'all judging. <laughs> okay, so let's start there. And then two is because that dang on Facebook group, they be telling y'all all the top two be movies. Mention this movie. And Carly Red was on the thumbnail. So that's why. That's true. Carly Red, yeah. Uh, I would say let's hit our first okay, girl. Two, favorite two questions. <laughs> How was the uh, visual? How was the sound? Now that you always be on the sound, how was the sound for you? Sound was good. Oh. Visuals, the visuals was lacking for me. Um, I would say from not from like a like a quality standpoint, uh-huh. but just more so from a casting standpoint. Damn. It was kind of hard to believe that this girl was in high school. That's what I was about to say. Visually, I didn't getting, think they was high school. Okay. I wasn't getting high schooler vibes from <laughs> anybody that was supposed to be in high school. Um, yeah. None of Betty the kids that was going through the metal detector, none of them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when they first opened up the scene, I was like, damn, this is what high school kids is doing? Shit. Grown bastards? Anyway. Um, <laughs> How was sight and sound for you, Betty? I didn't have a problem with the um, the um, visual or the sound. It was one moment when I was listening to it, and it sounded like a speaker popped or something, but I don't know if that was just um, it was something going on with me, but outside of that, I didn't think it was, anything was wrong with it. All right. How was the acting? Nada, go to you. I will say in a couple of points, what's, what was a baby girl named Monica in the movie? I think Monica, um, the main character, who lost yeah. her cousin and everything. Damn. Like, I think like when she was trying to, you know, really express that she was angry or whatever, mm-hmm. like she was doing like this grit of her teeth and it was making her sound like she had her wi- her mouth wired shut. Did y'all p- pick up on that? I did see the, the I, think that, I think that was her method. I think that was her method of being like angry. angry. That's what angry ATLs do. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't believing anything. And then, like, it was another part where um, old girl had moved to to Charlotte mm-hmm. and was saying, "I'm leaving. I'm going to be with him." Blah 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 blah. That acting was very hard to believe. Like they was reading the script, but they weren't really 
invested into their character, I'll say. Right. Betty, how was the acting for you? I would just say it wasn't terrible. Um, it wasn't like, of course, um, Oscar. Or the, I didn't think it, the guys for me kind of like Saladin and um, J-Rock and his cousin, their acting was a little subpar. And then I was like thinking as I was watching it because they were mispronouncing words. But then I was thinking like, maybe this is how, you know, hood dudes are supposed to mispronounce the words. So I didn't. <laughs> I was like, yes, they is giving hood realness in this movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the guys acting at all. I would say the act. Carly Rae did a good job. She, you can see she her did a progression. She's definitely yeah, progressing. Yeah, definitely yeah. looked like a, 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 a principal. I was impressed. Like, she good job, Carly Rae. Principal age. She's forty-eight, so she's at principal age. Mm-hmm. She looks uh, good for forty-eight. Yeah. Um, but she's been doing her thing, you know. She's got a what's our show? We like Saints and Sinners. So she's Saints been so she's been season, you know, consistently acting, getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, these women being eighteen years old, looking thirty-seven, did not do it for me. I didn't know was the guy supposed to be in high school as well, or had they graduated? No, Late. I think all the men were some grown ass pervs. Oh, okay, yeah. I think they was all grown as fuck, and she was the only one that was in high school. Allegedly, okay, yeah. So that that was just my whole thing about the acting. Now let's get into it. We had everybody talking on the chat. <laughs> How did you all feel about this storyline <laughs> or lack thereof? I don't know. It took a minute for the storyline to kick up. I think the first thirty minutes. We could have fast forwarded and got straight to the damn point. Once it picked up, it was a good storyline. I, I I enjoyed it. I'll just say that I don't think the execution was there as far as like where they wanted the story to go versus how it was played out on screen. But the yeah. storyline, once you got past the, the BS of the beginning, it was okay. I, I, I'll say I enjoyed it. Okay. Betty, what you got? I really thought like I, I knew that of course they was gonna hook up or whatever but I was confused did he or did he not commit the crime he did, did, he did. He did? okay because I because it seemed like he was trying to say he didn't but then it was like oh damn I did it let's run away so I didn't know what was going on there but I felt like anybody who um is a grown-ass man who Willily lets an 18 year old manipulate them. I don't even know how weak managed you got to be to let an 18 year old <laughs> manipulate you into sex and then a murder. Like, <laughs> um, but I agree, like the storyline did take a minute to pick up, but then Monica wasn't even a good ass cousin because she saw her cousin completely the fuck out just on some dick. Uh, <laughs> that, Wait a minute, that's was all Gigi it, the I mean, dark skinned cousin? Gigi was a dark skin. Okay, yeah. Monica slash baby was the the other cousin. Other cousin, okay. How y'all think grandma did in the movie? Grandma did a good job dying. <laughs> I was getting hold on. Dying. This is gonna sound harsh. <laughs> and I'm sorry in advance. But I knew okay. from the beginning like grandma was on her way out, but it was just like every scene, grandma was still ticking. I was getting vibes from like uh What's the show, Betty? House of Dragons, where we kept thinking the king was going <laughs> to die, serious? but he just kept kicking. Like, God damn, he's still here. He's still here. <laughs> I was getting that Yeah, I was getting those type of vibes, but um, she, she think- you know, 
she served the purpose. I'll say it like that. Yeah, she did. Her thing. I was thinking like uh, when they was like, "You got to stay here and take care of grandma." I'm thinking like, "Grandma ain't got much longer. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> you ain't got to be here long. <laughs> it's going down." Minnie, why are you trying to compare that grandma to that lady though? Because <laughs> she looked like that lady. I don't even know the lady name. <laughs> that just be on Facebook doing dancing at the gas station, <laughs> doing hood rat shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we gonna. I would say, what do, what do you all think could have made the, the movie better? What was your memorable parts of the movie? Um, some of the scenes, like like the little cut scenes of the the B roll, I guess what they call. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those scenes just didn't really line up to what they were trying to execute in that that actual scene. Um, not a movie director. This bitch, go daughter, go daughter. I said you're a movie director. Why you say that? I said the was off. <laughs> it was like the storyline got better, but the execution on screen, like they they should have did a couple takes before they got it right. It was just small. <laughs> like they skipped small... the run through, or yeah, and then they just kind of like miss attention to details. I, I forgive me, but I can't like give a. An exact example right now, but it just felt like some things, the attention to detail was just missed on a, on a couple parts. So did I, you have that a memorable part that stuck out to you? Yeah, when um when Monica got mad and went back into her room. First off, it's, it's actually two. Oh, what did you gonna say the same thing that I was gonna say? Now? <laughs> when that cousin, when that cousin got killed, and she just went back into the house and like didn't call nine one one or nothing. This bitch like, went in there and just started crying about her cousin. You ain't even trying to save her. She was you ain't trying to save her or nothing. And then when she hit the desk and almost knocked that little fish over, did y'all pay attention to that fish? <laughs> that fish was scared shit. I'm the sorry. Fish wasn't up, active. That's what I'm saying. I pay attention to details, but that that fish thought he was on his way out. I'm just saying. <laughs> the fish wasn't active. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a memorable part for me. I'm sorry. that uh, it, it might sound minor or, you know, don't hold much substance, but that's what it was for me. <laughs> What about you? Baby? Okay, so one of the okay, so one of the parts that I was confused about is when he caught her selling the drugs. Yeah. And the way they had the camera angle going, you was thinking that somebody was upstairs who possibly heard or saw the altercation. Did y'all get that? Did y'all keep thinking somebody was gonna be like upstairs and came down and uh, saw him let her go with them drugs? Did y'all not think that? I thought that was gonna happen, but it didn't. Yeah, like, the way they had the, the camera the angle, camera angle made yeah. you thinking that that was going to happen. Yeah, then, that's what it was. The camera angles was just off. Yeah, and then, like, on the part where um where, she, where old dude got in her house, however the fuck he got in her house, because we know grandma ain't let him in. Um, <laughs> maybe that was some of his Marine training. But when he got in the house and he hit that door, that it Carson going to say, that door is flimsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I saw this. I with you, Car. I with you. <laughs> Did you see that door wiggling? <laughs> I thought that's what Nada was gonna say when she was talking about um that thing. But um, yeah, I just it's um, I didn't want Saladin to have them earrings on, but you know, whatever. It just I I think the 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 memorable scene for me. Why that name? I don't know. <sighs> I, I, I was confused about the whole movie because the the, <laughs> the older guys didn't look old enough. They looked the same as the girls in high school. That's all like, did these kids drop out of high school? Did the boys well, drop out to sell drugs? I'm so, pretty sure they dropped out to sell drugs. I'm almost certain. But they that was what that was what I was confused. Like they, did they all drop out to sell drugs and they all supposed to be in a uh, pre, 18, 19 years old, but 
I'm not sure why this why this movie had to take place in the high school though. Like why we could it yeah, like, it could have been a story anywhere. Like yeah. yeah, it just it didn't seem like we needed her to be 18. I guess so she could go to art school at the end. But why like, would you just hire an 18 year old? But why or, she kept talking about it was her birthday? Like I heard her it was her birthday so many times. I thought that that was gonna be like a significant part point, of the movie. I guess. <laughs> To let us know that she was turning 18. They was like, why are you coming to school today then? Because it's my birthday. I'm like, okay, girl. <laughs> so that 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 was... I'm going to tell you what. When it comes to these films, black people would know how to direct a sex scene. They can't direct nothing else in the movie. But they, they know how to direct... Angle, right? <laughs> that angle is always right. <laughs> and and it'd it be the most unnecessary fucking scene in the movie. Like we didn't need that in 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 no part of the movie. Like I'm good. To be, I, I mean, and okay. So here's the thing. A lot of people say these two be movies, right? And unless it's a two be original, it may have aired somewhere else first. So a lot of movies are on Tubi. You know, Set It Off was on Tubi. You know, Dutch. All these other movies is on Tubi. So I wouldn't necessarily say a Tubi movie, but. I do just believe that they need to cut these sex scenes. Like, we don't need them. <laughs> like, what would be the purpose? Y'all can, can give speak? us... Go ahead, Nada. I just want to speak further on that, Betty. Like, we continue to do these Tubi movies every single week, and we try <laughs> to find something different. We're getting it. We, we try to find something different. However, it always seems like the same... Storyline storyline just from a different with different actors and just from a different perspective and from a different director like how come we can't get some this is me venting i'm sorry y'all how come we can't get some some like a video don't put throw your head up like oh lord (laughs) but no seriously how come we can't get like why is everything like a like a love triangle or some type of sabotage or how we try to get over somebody how come we can't get like a movie where we you know coming together and like Building an empire. I don't be seeing that many movies like that at all. Exactly. Why can't we be the first to do something like that? I'm so tired of seeing somebody get shot and killed or it being drugs involved, blah, 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 blah. Well, the last movie did have a little love triangle, but it was a little different. The little Hand the Rocks the Cradle movie that we watched last oh, week. Yeah. What was it, Induced? Induced. Yeah, that it had potential, different. but that bitch was, yeah, she was crazy. She was crazy, but they 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 didn't. It was like we're gonna tell y'all a lot of stuff, but we ain't gonna give y'all a lot of action. Like that movie was, it had potential to do something, but they, it, it just, I don't know. People felt like writing a lot. I guess, Betty. Yeah, I guess. Somebody, yeah, but I get what, you, Nada. Go ahead, Betty. What, what she's talking about? Somebody did make a post on Tubi. Like out of all these movies, why are we still portraying ourselves as drug dealers? Yes, cheaters. Uh, you know that so on and so forth. Where's the entrepreneurs, like the the positive entrepreneurs and stuff like that? I want to see more more movies like we that. I'm gonna see, do some well, research. We, we did. What was that one movie that we watched with Don was in the new one? Oh, well, he was, but his wife. But he was, was cheating. cheating. But he was cheating with the wife. I did. What you talking about? That one positive baby. What? What? It, well, no, 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 no. Wait a no. minute. Well, the husband was was about to have his IPO, like they had a, a good thing going, and, and then, then he went know, batshit crazy over some. Over, I was about to say, wife was cheating. But I think all the movies somebody be cheating. Like I'm just trying to figure out a movie where. But why though? Because niggas be cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, like OPP, I don't know. Like that's life. 
don't know. You know what? Cheating is so common these days. I don't even be like shocked about nobody. Like if somebody be like somebody was cheating. I don't even be gasping. Look at that. <laughs> we go down this road finally, with you every Every week we go down this road with you, Betty. And then you be like, damn, why did y'all let me go on there and say that? So I'm trying to give you, you the signal right you now, sis. It. You was on it this week. I got you. I no, ma'am. Next question, Betty. So, yeah. So the question would be, it'd be to the rating system. How y'all rating this film? Are you going you paying for it on Friday night? Is it a pay per stream or just leave it free to be? Leave it free. I'm gonna go ahead and leave it free to be. <laughs> we all agree on that. Yeah. 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 But y'all would, should watch it so y'all can tell us what y'all think. Absolutely. Did comment on our Facebook group. But let's do this. We're gonna take a brief break and when we come back, we're gonna hit this rabbit hole and get some stuff off our chest. So sit tight. We'll be back. And we're back and we're at the rabbit hole part of the show. And Betty had a good rabbit hole. I'm going to turn it over to her. Go ahead, Betty. So I was talking to one of my good friends, and we were just talking about the new quiet quitting uh, phenomenon that's going on, um, where people are, you know, we all worked at the, at the same job, you know, starting out at the same company back when people were, like, heavily working hard, like, didn't care if you was making minimum dollars. Well, Everybody had a common goal, which was to make shit work and do a good job like we didn't care who had to do it if it was somebody else's job you were still doing it but something happened people don't do that anymore like people are not doing their own job and god forbid you ask them to do anything that's one step above what they are expected to do (laughs) they really ain't doing that how do we get here y'all how do we get here i i would just say i think it's just people when once you learn your value and what you're worth and we're not in that society anymore where you work hard and at the end of your 10 years there's a gold watch and a pot of gold of retirement waiting for you like our parents or some of our grandparents uh we're not in that area anymore so working hard doesn't necessarily get you ahead of anybody else (laughs) and i think people are just starting to realize that like that they're dispensable and if i'm dispensable i'm only going to do what I've been hired to do. I'm not about to do any, take on any extra projects to prove anything to anybody who's not going to appreciate the, the work I had already put in. That was just my perspective. I don't know what you guys gather from it. I just think we had this whole generation where uh, I think we, you know, I guess they call us geriatric millennials because we don't like mm. the top end of it. But I love the the younger millennials because they'll be there on Monday at like 940 and by seven, let's say about 112 they already quit (laughs) so i think and i appreciate them because that's shifting the workplace because before we had that movement workers uh employers were taking advantage of employees working off the clock and so many different things and i just think this new generation of millennials younger millennials are like hell no i'm not about to be working even we've seen that the mat in the minute in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) where you need money to pay rent buy groceries people just like fuck this I just said at the crib. So I just think people want to be appreciated more beyond the pizza party. We grown. We don't want no pizza party. Why? Okay, now to go ahead and say your piece <laughs> yeah, before no. I start a rant. I'm trying to think how I'm going to go with this. Uh, okay. So in my current role, right, I got I kind of get to see 
when somebody boards a new company and when they exit. And it is not what we are accustomed to staying for years and years, you know, trying to get up the ladder, blah, 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 blah. Like looking at some of these profiles and I, you know, I, I look at their term information. I'm like, damn, you just I got here. <laughs> exactly. You just got here. You Not my business, you know, best wishes to them. But I think, I don't know. I don't understand why it's happening so much. I think people, like Benny said, it's just um, the way that these newer generations are just built. Like they get enough time just on their resume to kind of hop over to the next, yeah. the next bump because they're basically just chasing money. So they're kind of doing the, the bare minimum just so they can get that bump on their resume and go over to the, to the other company. And then, you know, the the what kind of hinders that is the fact that companies are so strapped for people that they are accepting the bare minimums <laughs> from these people because they have they basically just have to fill that spot so it's kind of like it goes hand in hand but what do we do to what do we do to to stop it or can it be stopped you know what i mean what do we do i think that um i think Benny, I think both both you and Nada are correct. Like, I think that people are seeing their value. And um, when you get things like a performance review and you have gone above and beyond for the entire year and you still get the same raise as the person that's sitting next to you and they ain't did nothing, you know, like that's kind of disheartening. <laughs> um, or for you to set goals and, you know, crush your goals and, and, and then realize that they aren't appreciated. I think during the pandemic is when we started maybe to see a lot of this, um, you know, where people were um, afraid for their lives, still expected to come to work, probably sick, still expected to come to work, um, um, losing their jobs in the middle of a global pandemic when they don't know how they're going to feed their families because right. the only thing the company cared about was their bottom line. Now, the crazy thing about that is that companies will let employees go because their bottom line to save money. However, when the company is thriving, very few times do the employees see the fruits of that labor. Yeah, and that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like, um, I don't know many 40 year olds with families of three, four five people who um, are really appreciative of entering a raffle for a $25 Amazon gift card. Like what exactly. can people do with that? So I think that, um, you know, when, when you ask people, what can we do? What, what, can, what can we do? Like a pizza party ain't it, you know? Um, I, I, can you buy me some groceries for the week? Possibly, huh, maybe? So you're know. saying that maybe incentives need to be based off of performance driven maybe? So like, I don't mind if I'm an owner, I wouldn't mind giving incentives or like a monthly, even a biweekly incentive um, based off of performance. If you're, if you're exceeding your metrics for that week or whatever, you know, within that grace period, I might throw you an extra $100, $150 because obviously money is always the goal, right? So... Ain't nobody I working there for no damn pizza. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I think sometimes they do the pizza parties to kind of build that camaraderie, you know, within the departments, build, you know, build the team spirit, try to say, be engaged 
with their operation staff, right? Um, but what's the purpose of town halls with your employees when they bring those type of things to you and you still come back with a damn pizza party? So I think it, I think it kind of goes, and then some companies are just strapped where they can't do it. Uh, so I, I think owners and people who have the power, finance, whoever, they need to be more receptive and listen to what the employees actually need to you know stop the attrition but at the same time employees have to realize that you have to go in there and do the damn work if you want this bonus you're gonna have to work to get it you're not just gonna get an incentive because that's part of the job description no you gotta well, go and bust your ass i don't think i mean it I, goes I, back to the, it goes back to the same saying hard work pays off right it's that i simple. think as a business owner I'm not saying that like all of my employees, I would be like wanting to hurry up and shell out a whole bunch of cash just for whatever. But what I would say is that appreciation goes a long way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like people, I think people forget about people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like there are times where you will be in a meeting with, and this may be a little bit off the subject, but there's a time, there are times that you may be in a meeting with um, upper level management or whatever, executives or whatever, and they will be in a meeting talking about their boat or their summer home or their whatever. And you're in a meeting with people who are barely able to afford rent. I have right. a story on that, Betty. How fucked up is that? Well, your yes. lights about to get cut off and y'all in here bragging about your summer home. Granted, um, you know, we know that you can afford that, but like, do you are you that out of touch that you don't know what your people going through? Okay. So let me Go tap ahead, in now. on that. So y'all know there was recent hurricanes in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Someone close to me has uh, a manager that has a home in Florida. And this has been the topic in just about every weekly meeting. Oh, the floods, they really destroyed my home, blah, 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 my rental home down there or my vacation home. Um, but glad I had insurance. And, you know, the other managers are kind of like taking, taking part, they're participating in that conversation to keep it going. Where, like you said, some of the people that's in that meeting may not be able to afford a vacation home or anything so like what you're complaining about to them is like girl shut up don't nobody give a damn like you still have a roof over your head with lights on to the point where you can afford a damn vacation home so like and then th this is like the topic or conversation every time we have a meeting now not me I'm, I'm saying that they have a meeting now we you know this this vacation home this rental property of yours in florida is like the main subject girl shut up and get off your high horse yeah, you know I just saying? think that they could omit all of that from the conversation. Like, let's Absolutely. just Absolutely. That's not the place you for know, it. You know, I remember we used to have daily meetings and when I was um, in leadership and we would talk about, like, attendance. And it'll be like, oh, if somebody caught a flat tire, they shouldn't miss a whole day. But you don't know these people, right. a flat tire might destroy their whole, like, weekly budget. And tires are expensive as shit now. Yeah, so the, the prices of tire rubber is expensive. Yes. So, you know, just because you can, you know, call AAA, get a new tire, be back on the road again and, you know, how many, two hours, that's not the reality for everybody.
Absolutely. you can't say that, oh, they can just get over it. Oh, they should be able to find somebody to watch it. That's not how life works. And I just think that sometimes they're out of touch. And that, that's why that plays a big part in employee morale also. I'm yeah. glad you said that about being out of touch because I've spoken with people who've come from like Quicken Loans and the amount of freedom that they have. They work a lot of hours, but they do have a lot of freedom. So if you if you got to pick your kids up, you need to bring the dogs. They before they had you know a lot of layoffs. They their employees did experience a lot I didn't of freedom. Know they laid off um, people. Well, well, you know it's a big company, so it was one of those divisions of okay. like the Rock Quicken Loan umbrella when the mortgages started dipping and then having many applications coming in. Uh, when? When was that? Because it seemed like everybody was buying the house uh, just months ago. This was a few months back. Um, they had that in the. It, it wasn't called Quicken, but it was the. Uh, you know how it's like Rocket. Quicken. Lo- like Rocket. Rocket it was somewhere in that arm of, of that umbrella of companies that I, laid. I possibly seen it, but laid off. Yeah. I had posted it on my Facebook yeah, a couple of months back. But I just think that when you have people who are out of touch, and you have the old school mentality is not going to get you where you need to be. It's too much transparency. I'm working here with my friend. You can't tell me I'm making 14. She making 13. The dude over here making 18. We all doing the same job, put in, let's say, all the same effort. That shit got to stop. The position should be titled as what the position is. If you're coming in as a phone worker, it pays 15. If you hit the bonuses, then you can you can, you can move up. But you shouldn't be starting one person at 13, one person at 15, one at 16, one at 12. For the same position? For the same position. And people are finding this stuff out. And now there's so much HR people on IG giving you tips like you should negotiate your salary. That's the, another you're thing. Budgeted for certain, they're, they're budgeted for certain things. Uh, you don't have to pay from potlucks out of pocket. Each department has a budget to do certain things with. So Stop the potlucks. <laughs> right. Because so don't look, y'all cat lovers, you know, I'm, I'm for the fur friends, but no. I don't know. None of your core casserole, bro. Yeah. I'm and going back, I know that you were just throwing a number out there, Benny, but yeah. some sometimes this compensation is just like Not the bare minimum. $15? And y'all want me to do what? Right. No. I, I just sent you all an article about gravity payments out of Seattle. It was a guy who decided to pay everybody like a salary of $70,000, like all his employees and people like, all oh, that's stupid. Because once he was paying on like market rate for what you've done, and that's how he was like, well, I'm paying 4% above market rate for this position. But if market rate for the position is, let's say, 15 an hour, you paying, let's say, eight, 17, you ain't really gaining no more victory. <laughs> it's only $2 mm-hmm. more when you're still making skyrocketed profits. So mm-hmm. it was a, this conversation makes me think about what he did in his particular industry. And just seeing, because when you, when you make better, you 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 have the knowledge you're doing better you come to work a more happy employee you don't have to have coachings and, and you don't have to spend so much time having like bad conversations like why are you feeling like this and all this because you've been compensated fairly to you've been compensated to operate fairly in this society you made a good point with that because a lot of times jobs are they don't equip you adequately for the position you don't get adequate training you stressed out you make yeah. it $15 an hour. And that's why a lot of the newer generation, these kids are like, bump this. I can go here to get $15 an hour. You know, us as being people that are seasoned, you know, you know, we didn't have our kids. We like, uh, right. my kids need these benefits, you know. But another thing that I think is happening too is that 
you know, they they not just gonna let you talk to them crazy. <laughs> That's over. Um, you know, I think it's it's a lot. It's a lot but of stuff I, happening. I think the mere fact that people were talking to employees crazy was the we can't blame Bob, who's twenty one years old at his first job. You said some off the wall as a manager said some crazy shit, and we looking at Bob like, well, why did Bob leave the first day? No, the question is, why have you allowed this manager to operate for so many years at that level of thinking? Wait a God damn it, listen. <laughs> now, this is a rabbit hole for that's real. Just a, that's, because, just, that's just the culture of that company. Because companies will allow a yep. terrible manager, yeah. leader, yep. director, vice president, they will allow them to destroy somebody's entire livelihood, several yep. dozens of people's entire livelihood, and then once they do something that affects their bottom line, now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, he was so terrible. But why was he? Why wasn't he so terrible when he destroyed all of these people's lives and got everybody fired or harassed right. people and talked to people crazy, and people, you know, they lost their homes and stuff based on losing their job? Like, why do y'all allow that to happen? Like, when, right. once you get fed up with him, once he gets on your nerves, now it's you know, now all of all of a sudden, uh, Paul is just the worst manager that ever walked the earth of the company but it's like y'all y'all be letting them get away with that stuff and y'all yeah, don't be saying nothing we had a we just had a situation where a manager uh was released uh from our company she was and nobody knew how she got the position it was one of those situations like where we had a director who left just based off proximity they was like it's on you and everybody knew she wasn't qualified to handle it and when you're working with a company full of grown folk, this ain't like you managing the call center. These grown people, you ain't got to watch grown people. Grown people going to come in and handle what they do. But when you start harassing people on certain things, like, well, th you should be doing it this way. Now you're fucking with people. And now the morale is going down. And when morale goes down, people start talking amongst each other. And then they find out other problems. And next thing you know, you become a cancer to, to, the, to the team. So they wound up releasing her before she, before, you know, it got on. But had the numbers not have changed as far as income coming into the department, she probably would have been there for another two years, but because her attitude caused the numbers to drop and it caused the, the people who sit above her to have a conversation like, what, what's really going on? You guys were here, now you're here, let's talk about it. And the people's like, well, I'm glad you said let's talk about it because this is what's Eddie, going on. Eddie us fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, I think I think the change that that really needs to happen is that we need more managers yes you're you're brought on to manage but being a manager you have to wear various hats right. and i think one of the main hats for you to really build that relationship with your team is to be a mentor also mm -hmm. because a lot of times people are just taking these jobs just to pay their bills mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily their their goal of what they want to do career wise so I think in the one-on-one -on -one sessions that we're having with these associates, we need to sit down and discuss, what do you, where do you see yourself? Like, that's a, that's a fully loaded question in the interview. We always, you know, it's always asked, where do you see yourself within five years? Right. And then really pay attention to what that person is speaking on, because usually it's, it's their passion of what right. they want to get paid for. So you're applying for this job here because we need to fill this position. But based off of where you want to be in five years, I think this might be a better role for you here. And I have a manager that you can work with and, you know, give you the you correct grow. tool, give you the resources right. for you to grow. Because if you have someone that really wants to thrive, 
you're going to give them the resources that they're that they have an interest in versus someone just wants to come in um i gotta go into work today let me this is some bullshit you know you, right. you kill that type of mentality because they're they're going in and they're learning about purpose. something that yeah they're going in and they're learning about something that they really have a passion about so that's not always the easy it's not it's not a, it's not an easy fix because you first have to find managers that are willing to do that <laughs> um and it's then called, secondly it's called career pathing though that should be something right. that's built into the onboarding process and that Absolutely. starts from the and it's beginning. not always the case that's yeah, not always and, the case though and and then i think people need to understand the difference between okay people managers are people who actually have direct reports but are you managing the person or are you managing the task that needs to be completed right. like exactly. i think that people kind of miss that part also Absolutely. like like Benny said, people are grown right. and people are, unless you have something, unless your job absolutely depends on you doing something in a timely fashion, you know, like taking calls or whatever at that moment, um, then like leave people alone to do their jobs, but then yeah, don't no come back and try to revise the job description because they love to do that. They'll right. come yep. and revise the job description and add another job onto you. And then you looking at them like you ain't doing shit. Because think they'll, about add a, they'll add a job onto you because they don't want to hire somebody else to do that other job. Or yep. another thing, Betty, go ahead and say your point before I before you forget. Oh no, no, you good, good. I'm I got it. Go ahead. I was gonna say another downfall of the management style is where they got this idea that the people who manage the job don't have to know how to do the, do the job. That shit fucks me up because how you gonna tell me what I should be doing? And you don't even know how to do my job. They will be quick to be like, all, all you gotta do is tell me more about all I gotta well, do. There's different and the reason they follow that that style is because there's so many different project management um degrees or certifications right. that you can get that focus on just how to manage, not necessarily the job itself. So they're just going to check for those certifications. Oh, they have this project management certification um, in Agile. So they should be able to be able to, <laughs> right. you know, the, the whole Agile infrastructure, yeah, whatever. Right. So if they see that, oh, well, they should be able to manage this 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 um this department in the, the cost center. That's not necessarily the case because. You don't even know nothing about the company. No yeah. core values, no nothing. You just out here telling me that I need to take 30 calls a, a minute or whatever. How, it doesn't, however it go. It, 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 can, it, it can work. But I think that if man managers should have to go through like a certain time frame, a grace period of where they have to do that certain job just to get a, or not even do the job, but just do a shadow, just to get a hands on feel of what that actual associate has to go through. So that way you can align what you want to put in place versus what they actually do to make it come together. I have seen managers who have come in and have been successful at their role without prior knowledge of the company or the particular role but that's because those managers came in to learn what they are supposed to be doing right. like they actually wanted to learn and grasp and do those things and everybody don't do that they just come in and sit in their office and drink their coffee and tell you what you should be doing huh this person isn't meeting their metrics it's time to let them go well really? yeah see and that's let's what, find out why they're not, why they're not meeting, meeting their metrics, their metrics. So yeah, and, and that's what I would say you have to, the one thing when I, to, as far as like management, one thing they was always taught 
before I got there, my friend who was a director, uh, over, he said GM now, he said, you just manage the people, you don't manage the work because the work is the work. You can't do nothing about that. So managing the people means if, I am, if we're in Michigan, it's a snowstorm and 20% of my workforce is 30 minutes away from the job, I have to be, as a manager, I have to understand if y'all running late, I can't say speed the fuck up, hurry the fuck up. It's not feasible. Mm-hmm. It's not, if you're 20 minutes away, coming up 75, 75 already shut down and it's a snowstorm. Hey, get here safely. We ain't going nowhere. I'd rather yep. you be here safely as opposed to you trying to rush. I'm not, so it's my job as a manager to ease that person's mind. Like, look, shit, it's snowing. It's you, 20, you live in the city. You own, you off seven in Illinois. We own 14 and John R or whatever. Take your time. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't here chilling. We'll see you when you get here. These people who call and they gonna call. If they mad, they mad. But That's it. it's not my job to throw you under the bus and say, well, we didn't perform well today is because XYZ employees are like, no. Nah. It's a snowstorm, and everybody, and that's why I said once we, I left the place that we were all at. I began to see other management styles, and people were like, no, you don't need to rush shit. You trying to die? Hell no! You trying to slide off the road? Take your time. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. So that, that and that's what I said. You have to manage. That's why you have to manage the people. One thing I do know, though, that uh, speaking back to Nada's point about people who. Um, the attrition in in companies and mm-hmm. you know people leaving and things like that i can really say honestly that the majority not the majority but a lot of people that i know who do that they will find that some of these companies ain't no better than the other one they may pay yeah. you a couple extra whatever 10 percent or whatever but every company has, <laughs> every, every company has their problems yeah. And, you know, like even talking with people who work at different places out, you know, like, how do you like it? Or, you know, just asking certain questions. And the bottom line is that every company has their flaws and their problems. And some people, when they say stuff, I just talked to a guy who worked at my job. He left. He's probably been, been gone about, shoot, he's probably been gone about five years. He just reached out to me to tell me that he's coming back to my job. And he's like, all these companies be on BS. <laughs> and, you know, like he's actually like he left, you know, a job where he had a potential pension and everything. And mm. it seemed like everything was going great. And then he called me like, yeah, I'll be back kind of one step above the position I had when I left five years ago. And so, you know, I, I feel like, you okay. know, sometimes, go ahead. So that that might that might play into that's not necessarily a bad thing, too, because you kind of have the upper hand in that situation because you know how that company operates mm-hmm. and now you know the struggles that you had within your role while you were there but mm-hmm. now you can come in at a higher level and kind of address the issues that you felt the stress on in the role that you were in before you left so you can kind of make things better so that's a well-played that's a well-played move and possibly able to get a better uh, position or Absolutely. better pay yeah. But usually, well, I don't know. Sometimes they cover that in your exit interview and the HR is supposed to kind of gather the information like, why are you leaving? You've been here for, let's say, eight years. Why all of a sudden do you want to leave now to help? They're supposed to gather that information to potentially help those that are still there and make it a better work environment. So if I got 18 people leaving, they all complaining about the same thing and I don't do anything about it. At, at, at HR, either we don't communicate with the with a certain department about why people, so many people are leaving, then it will be just a cycle of people coming in and coming in out. Cause we had 
the same we had a, a trainer who just nobody could get along with i'm like damn i like the, the i see you guys are not looking at the onboarding costs you got to pay these people to onboard them they only gonna stay for a little bit and i gotta you gotta set up it's just it's just something's wrong in this process where we keep hiring 175,000 people and keeping two. Then we bring another class of 175,000 people, keep two. We could just weed this shit out and, it costs and find me my a lot two. of money to train it people. Definitely yeah. does. It costs a lot of money to train people. Not a, you, you work in the onboarding process, so you see how much um, you <laughs> and know, the termination process and the termination and process, the paperwork and process, everything and in between. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think though I really believe that people just I don't know. I I don't even really think that people know what they require to be happy. To be honest, but they I don't. just think that um, I know my job. They do. They actually on our monthly report, they send us um, a, a email every month that tells us like how like when people left or you know like what the reasons were or the mm -hmm. percentage of people that left and like how much tenure they had before they left to kind of gauge. And we're seeing still, you know, I'm in the department at one point, I think everybody in my department was 10 years plus in my department. But then like we had to start hiring new newer people um, because we needed to grow our department. Right. But most people in my department have been there forever and they ain't, they ain't going nowhere unless, um, you know, COVID took a couple people when we had to um, make cuts during that. But yeah. The most for the most part, people who've been there for a long time ain't really leaving. I don't know. It was a good conversation. Yeah. I said Ooh, all that to child. say I need a race. <laughs> Girl. Break break me off. I don't just keep break me off. Shoot. Well, let's do this before I'm we happy wrap up. My job. I love it there. Before we wrap up, let's reintroduce ourselves, give an outro. Not even gonna hit us with a joke today, maybe, maybe not. Oh. Oh, now y'all want a joke? No, not really. And um, let me. Uh... <laughs> well, I'll be. <laughs> gear, gear that boy up for next week, okay? Yeah, I wasn't prepared this week. Please, I got y'all next week though. Rolling. Well, my name is Ben, and to my right, <laughs> y'all got me. I hope we gave y'all some entertainment tonight. Thanks for tuning in. And to my right, who we got? It's your girl Betty, 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 y'all. I am out. All right, catch us next time. Peace. Deuces.